Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. There's no nice thing about war. War is it's awful. It's hell. I hope to never have to be involved uh, or anywhere close to one. But at least now in 2022, we have the ability to actually go and get the propaganda from both sides. Because if you think about it, you know, 30 years ago, uh, you know, you, you had uh, the, the Gulf War, right? Right. And all you got was CNN. Yep. And Wolf Blitzer, our hero. Yeah, whatever it was that CNN told you, that was the truth. That mm-hmm. was what people were expected to believe. And there was no alternative option. You could not go to Saddam Hussein's blog. Yeah, and <laughs> while know? we're talking about that particular time in history with that particular uh, network, that was also the time in history and the network that changed a lot of things about the news as we knew it. Because they got caught filming live from Kuwait mm. from a rooftop in L.A. That was mm. years later, right? Was that years later? I don't remember. That? I don't remember. I remember I, hearing about I it. I remember that they were putting on their gas masks and stud and uh, uh, and their, wow. their helmets and they're you know, on the news uh, cast with fake air raid sirens going off around them. And, you know, it was horrible. Absolutely idiotic. And it was bad acting as well. Earlier on this show, we were talking, well, a few days ago, we were talking about how those two states, the most eastern most states in Ukraine declared their independence mm-hmm. and Russia was claiming that they were respecting those states' independence and that's all they were going to do. They were going to go into those two states. But now they've went further than those two states for one thing. And for another thing, who knows if this is real or not, but I've seen pictures of them putting up Russian flags. So that's not really respecting the sovereignty of some place by putting your flag up. Where was the flag put up? Do you know? I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I heard about somewhere. it, but I didn't I didn't follow that particular story. So I was just like, I can't even think that they're trying to respect a place's sovereignty who declared independence anymore. I just don't really know what to think. Well, the people who declared uh, independence in those places are Russian separatists, basically, or they're, they're people that don't want to be part of Ukraine, uh, but they, for whatever reason, decided to go the route of, we're going to secede. Mm-hmm. Instead of declare our independence with Russia. Now, whatever the reason, the political reason for that was, that's the way they ended up going in 2014. We did talk about that uh, the other day. But clearly, these are, are Russian, in a lot of cases, Russian-born, Russian families. They speak Russian. They are definitely, you know, probably would be interested in being brought back into the fold of uh, of the Russian state. I'm not sure why anybody would want to be part of any state. Just because a missile flies into a facility doesn't necessarily mean it was Russia that shot it. How do we know the Ukraine uh, government gang wouldn't sh- kill their own people in order to make Russia look as though it's attacking areas it didn't intend to Absolutely attack? Absolutely got to get people riled up. Well, right, because if you want to turn this into a full on-out, all-out war, then the international community needs to be... Outraged. Yeah, and the United States has been known to fake things in order to get the American public to want to go to war. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Americans shot the missile at the civilians. Sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And, and you're right, Bonnie. There have been so many different uh, examples of what some would call a false flag. Uh, it was the Vietnam War. That was a false flag that got the U.S. into the Vietnam War. And there have been other examples of this in the past. And Russia has caught the U.S. and stopped them from doing false flags they were going to attempt to do have in Syria. Really? Mm-hmm. 
So, and again, you, you, we don't know what the truth is about this situation right now. It, it's a developing thing. Maybe we'll find out some truths later on. But how do you know what to trust? How do you know what reports are accurate, what reports are honest? I don't, and I'm not claiming to. But well, I, you know, one thing is true is John Kerry wants Vladimir Putin to know that just because there's an invasion going on between his country and the one next door, that that's no reason to take his eye off the ball when it comes to climate change. (laughs) (laughs) So according to Russia Today, which is the Russian government's official propaganda arm, they say this. uh, Again, this came out last night. The Russian Defense Ministry is claiming that its armed forces are attacking Ukrainian military facilities as part of the ongoing operation in the country. Precision weapons are being used against military infrastructure, air defense sites, military airfields, and aircraft, statement quoted by RIA Novosti. Now, we know that when the government claims they're using precision, <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything. That also can, kill a wedding party and some babies. Right, or a hospital or, or whatever, right? We've seen how the U.S.'s pre- precision attacks have gone. Yeah, they, and, they, they gauge everything by a nuke. So if it doesn't kill as many people <laughs> as a nuke, it was precision. But that said, Russia's claiming they're not attacking the cities. They're claiming they're not attacking civilians. They're claiming they're only going after the military. The Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, confirmed the nation's military sites were under attack under a video address last night, he announced martial law in the country, called on Ukrainians to stay calm and preferably not leave their homes. He said Ukraine was strong and will defeat anyone. Earlier Thursday, Vladimir Putin announced he had authorized a special military operation. Not a war, mind you. Special, special military, military operation. operation. Is that like the police operations are going on in this area so you can't come over here? Vladimir Putin announced that he was going to be backing up the independence movements in both Donetsk and Luhansk, I believe it is, uh, which is the Donbass region, the easternmost region of Ukraine, two states that had declared independence uh, as as people's republics in 2014 on what was purportedly a legitimate vote. Again, we looked at that, too, like... One side says it's not legitimate. The other side says it is legitimate. The side that says it is legitimate said 89% in Donetsk uh, voted for independence in this vote. The other side said, well, we caught some of these uh, activists with 100,000 ballots pre-filled out with the secession vote on. Of course. So who knows what the real story is there. But, of course, the reality is that particular area is highly Russian as far as its language is concerned language and culture and so forth tends to be a lot more russian than ukrainian it borders russia the people there a lot of them legitimately do believe themselves to be russian uh now they didn't join they didn't vote to join russia quote unquote they voted to declare themselves independent from ukraine maybe the long-term plan is to join russia and they ostensibly reached out to putin and said hey will you acknowledge us finally because he didn't do it previously biden has to his credit so far, and it's only two days in, right? So it's not, I don't want to give him too much credit, but he has not said that they intend to actually have a fight with Russia on this. He, he oh, yeah. is ordering troop buildups uh, in, for instance, Germany, for instance, with thousands more troops being ordered to the ready in Germany. Again, these are some of the nearby states to Ukraine. 
But he specifically has said that he does not intend to, and of course, intentions change, but that he doesn't intend to have a, uh, a fight, you know, a military fight Yeah, and that's just going to create, that's the whole right wing is going to call him a coward, and that's, you know. Actually, a lot of the a lot of the right wingers are being anti-war on this. Really? From what I've seen. I mean, I don't follow all of them, but like Candace Owens, for instance, is, you read some of her her quotes recently that on Twitter or whatever, they're very anti-war huh. on this. So. Uh, apparently, you know, when the Republicans aren't in office, all of a sudden they get a little more anti-war than they had Oh, previously. wow, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I mean, that, that actually happens every single time anything happens. So, uh, we're, you know, we're going to see how this plays out. Unfortunately, people are losing their lives because these people are, are fighting over this, this land mass, basically, at this point. Uh, there's a story here in the media claiming that... I thought I thought I saw so let's see headline here was that uh Putin apparently Kiev, a Kremlin is demanding Kiev surrender at this point so they're saying we've got gotcha. you I uh, heard your uh question about Putin's crack about Nazis in Ukraine Yeah he said he was going and, to denazify uh, Ukraine Yeah and uh what he's referring to is bad blood uh, between the Russians and Ukrainians since the 30s. And uh, this is a uh, movement that was started when um, Russia annexed Ukraine in the 30s. And, of course, you had the uh, starvation after that. Uh, You know, Ukraine never willingly went over to Stalin's Russia, Mm. uh, the the Soviet Union. So... um, there was a, a movement called the Banderites. You can uh, Wikipedia that. And uh, this uh, movement uh, really peaked out during World War II when the Germans invaded. And they, um, of course, uh, got the uh, Ukrainian insurgent army to side with the uh, Nazis, and they fought the uh, Soviets. So this, ah. you know, they they still refer to this today, uh, and you'll you'll see if you followed like the 2014, 2015 Ukrainian war, they would uh, refer a lot to uh, uh, Bandrites. The Ukrainian insurgent army uh, wound up fighting both the Germans and the Soviets, and continued after the end of World War II. Hmm. Uh, and they were eventually uh, compromised by communists in the intelligence community that um, basically put the Soviets onto the you know, their groups that were left. So- uh, there were there were um, groups like that called the Forest Brothers in Lithuania and Ukraine that fought the uh, Soviets after uh, VE Day. So. It's a it's a complicated history there. It's it's not very simple. So <laughs> when um, Putin is saying that they're going to denazify Ukraine, are they basically saying that some of the Nazis um, are still involved in the government of Ukraine? They're just referring to you know what they would call right wing elements hmm. and nationalist elements that are are not. Um, you know, in favor of the Russians coming in again and and uh, running all their business. Hmm. AC, thanks for uh, calling uh, it, and sharing that. Anything else you want to get out there tonight? Go ahead. It's kind of a slur, you know, it, it, but you, you you run across that. If you if you look up Banderites, there's pretty good history. So can you spell that, Banderites? 
B-A-N-D-E-R-I-T-E-S. Putin is saying he's going to, quote-unquote, denazify Ukraine, and the Ukrainian president is literally calling Putin the new Hitler. <laughs> so uh, is this thing going to spiral out of control into a full-on world war? I sure hope not. Uh, according to the Russian propaganda site rt.com which i actually really enjoy rt's coverage of the united states because they're always critical of the united states government but of course they're not so critical of their own considering the government of russia runs rt so you got to keep that in mind whenever you uh, you turn to them but there is a story filed there earlier today that russia is ready to negotiate with ukraine so they're already saying all right here are our terms we we think we've done enough fighting here we've we've shown that we're going to move in enough troops to uh to subdue the ukrainian military we believe we're winning this conflict says russia basically and here's what their negotiating terms are uh this according to the russian kremlin press secretary dmitry peskov according to peskov president vladimir putin has expressed his preparedness to engage in discussions with his Ukrainian counterpart, with a focus on obtaining a guarantee of neutral status and the promise of no weapons on its territory. These are terms that, according to Pesco... No weapons in all of Ukraine? That's what it sounds like. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. So in other news, since we're talking about weapons, Matt, you've got an update on the insanity of the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms bureaucracy here in the United States. Yeah, they, they're a little nutty. As you explained to us on a recent episode, they targeted a couple of guys for artwork. Yeah. For creating works of art. Basically. Which, and selling it. Yeah. And they're charging them with possession of machine guns, mm-hmm. or you know what purport, it's purported by them to be machine guns, mm-hmm. because they have artwork that's made out of metal, and then on that metal, there are drawings of other things. Like and the outlines of where holes could be. Yeah, the outlines of some, if someone wanted to take a cutting device to this, uh, this metal and drill out those holes or those pieces, then they would then have what are called popularly lightning links, mm-hmm. which are little pieces of metal that the federal government considers to be machine guns. Yep. And they're going after these guys because they simply sold artwork of these lightning links on pieces of metal, and they're claiming you guys need to go to prison. Correct. What's the latest in that particular case? So the latest uh, GoFundMe, of course, has refused to release down. any of the funds. Of to course, Matt they should have known better. Yeah. Why well, did they go with GoFundMe? I have no idea, but they've gone to give send go now. You said the dude is out of jail. He's out of jail. One of the two. 
One of the two. Well, there's. I want to talk about rare breed triggers too, with the forest reset triggers, because yeah. there's a funny new advancement in that too. Uh, so the uh, the guy uh, from the YouTube channel is out on bail. He's got a couple of lawyers. His name is Matthew Matt Hoover. Hoover. Yep, and he is. Uh, his YouTube channel is CRS Firearms. And okay. he was never involved in the sale of these things. Yeah, he. That's what he did. He. I mean, oh. they were for sale out of his shop. Oh, okay. But I uh, thought he was just in trouble for talking about them. That would be crazy. No, I he, mean, it's still no, crazy. He was promoting them, and he thought, you know, everybody thinks. It's hilarious. I well, mean, wait a minute. He wasn't shipping these things out. He was just the guy promoting them. Is that he? it? I thought he was selling them. I thought he he was selling them out of his shop. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought I I, I thought when I read the story, they were charging him with basically a conspiracy because oh, he he helped the guy sell these things from his website, which was maybe a different there was site. A sponsorship kind of deal yeah. or something mm-hmm. going. I don't on. remember the name of the website, but there was a website that yeah, he the guy was who actually made promoting. them was different than him. Yeah. He, he wasn't actually making them. I mean, it still sounds like a freedom of speech. Uh, sure, whether issue. whether you're making art or you're selling art, it doesn't matter. They charged but, the YouTube guy with like five counts. Cause remember, we yeah. pulled up the the indictment and looked at the actual counts. The main guy who ran the website, who the artist, he's facing all the counts. The guy on YouTube is only facing like five counts. It turns out, and I didn't know this, the guy who owns forced uh, uh, owns rare breed triggers is actually an attorney himself. Oh. He's a gun nut and an attorney. So he was prepared for this. Then. Yeah. Well, I think he did it on purpose. I like, see. He was poking the bear because he's a lawyer and he can. Yeah. And uh, so he that that explains why he has not stopped at all. Like any cease and desist that was given has not been ceased and desisted. I want to recap this one. So on these force reset triggers, the gun gun stores around the country were given a heads up that the ATF may be coming in and confiscating Mm -hmm. and possibly bringing criminal charges. And they did indeed confiscate, but they haven't brought charges, right? Mm, Like the gun store owners have not been charged criminally. The ATF just basically came around and stole some stuff. Yes. They went to some of the bigger outlets online to their warehouses Mm -hmm. and and confiscated what they had in stock. Yeah. But and then some of them continued to sell. They restocked yeah, and they continued restocked to sell. And, yep. The Rare Breed sent out emails saying, back in stock. <laughs> it's like, so they're not letting up. Huh. Um, now, the, I wonder, no, I'm curious though. Yeah. And you may not know the answer to this. Did Rare Breed make good? Did they say, you know what? You guys lost 10 triggers. We're going to send you 10 more. I don't, I, that's hard to say. I don't know. I if, mean, how much money can these things cost? To make uh, triggers a are piece pretty, of metal. Triggers are pretty precise things. Really? Yes. Wow. And there's a lot of technology that goes into making when they have to be certain hardness. And rare breed isn't a fully automatic trigger. However, it is a forced reset trigger. So as long as you pull back on it, it will force itself against your finger to mm-hmm. reset itself uh, using the motion of the action itself. So it basically effectively shoots just like fully automatic, but it is technically legal mm. uh it really skirts the law some of these gun people are really intentionally pushing the boundaries of what they can do so that they can get into court and challenge and challenge this, this they want to they want to push the atf up against the same wall that the atf spends yeah. most of its time pushing other people up against so and uh in this case the new development in the rare breed triggers is, well, not only have they not stopped making triggers, they've continued to make triggers even though the ATF has raided a couple of retailers and mm-hmm. pulled all the, confiscated all the rare breed triggers from their shelves. Wow. Um, the uh, rare breed triggers has now sent a cease and desist letter to a gentleman who is a gun enthusiast and a 3D printing enthusiast because he isn't really? 3D printing lightning links. 
He's 3D printing a mechanism that will turn your regular trigger into a forced reset trigger. Oh, wow. So Rare Breed does not like that this guy is putting a file on the internet, letting anyone who owns a 3D printer to create their own forced reset trigger. He's using IP laws against... uh, Oh. Yeah, so Tim Hoffman. So he's a lawyer, right? So (laughs) Yeah, he's a lawyer and he can do that kind of stuff. That's too bad. I heard there was a truck stop that donated 25,000 gallons of fuel. Yes, a privately owned truck stop. Wow. Yeah. And That's stepping up to the plate right there. Um, and they gathered up, depending on the number, ten to $15,000 in cash donations that night as wow. well. Wow. That's amazing. I saw people coming in with canned food to help feed these people on the road. Yeah, it really was amazing. It was cool. The yeah, the turnout's incredible. Was- I've got a video that I was able to find on the... Uh, they had a Facebook, or I guess a Facebook group for this uh, mm-hmm. this particular event. And that group, I don't know if it's gone private or it's been removed. I'm going to presume it's gone private because it says I must log in to continue, and I don't have a Facebook account, so I'm, I'm not I'm not able to actually view the group. I suspect right. they turned off the public aspect of the group because they had said earlier they were getting a bunch of spam posts on the group. So yeah. I, I don't know what has happened to that, but I do still have access to the video, and it is tremendous. I mean, there's it's one of the it's drivers wild. coming in on this main drag out in front of uh, the pizza shop, and it's just cars, cars, people, car signs, just a ton of cars parked all along this road. There's not enough room to park at the the pizza place. They're oh parked no! Up. Yeah, yeah, we were parking down the road. There were people lining both sides of the highway. Got a video, five-minute-long video of uh, one of the drivers pulling in in Kingman, Arizona, last night being welcomed by what appears to be well over a thousand people. You know what that truck said, right? You know what that means when that truck says that? What truck says what? It means hail Hitler when trunks honk twice. (laughs) We didn't have a chance to play that clip, Bonnie, but I actually have it pulled up. It uh, Somebody mentioned it last night, and I have it. It is from a uh, MP, as they call them, a member of parliament in Canada, speaking, I believe, at the discussion regarding the Emergency Act, the Emergencies Act in Canada. Here's what she said. How many guns need to be seized? How much vitriol? Do we have to see of Honk Honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? <laughs> she couldn't even say it with a straight face. It's like she couldn't make her mouth say such a lie. Dumb <laughs> she lie. She said it. So uh, we're just talking about the uh, the People's Convoy here, and it is happening. Uh, according to our last caller who lives in northern Arizona, he said there were a thousand trucks in this thing. Now, I don't know who counted that. But that's a hell of a lot of trucks. That's a lot this, of trucks. If that's true, that's awesome. At the we're in day number two of what's going to be an eleven day journey across the country where people are going to be coming from. He mentioned Vegas. We've got Stephen in Tennessee. He's regaling us with a story of his arrest in Georgia, uh, in a town in which you grew up, Stephen, where it's small enough to where you know who the cops are, that kind of thing. And uh, you and a friend of yours were guilty of putting up signs 
in uh, in public places in in town, and the police confronted you about it. You were in the middle of that story, and you had demanded that the cop call his sergeant, knowing who he was going to call in, uh, and that was kind of where we left your story off. So, can uh, continue, please? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Derek Cook um, threatens me a bunch. I said, "Here's the deal, bud. Um, we've had bad blood." For like 15 years. Now, here's here's the difference between me and you. I'm able to get past my issues. I'm able to, like, and I told him, I was like, what I think you need is what I needed when I came home from Afghanistan, and that's a large amount of therapy and a really big bowl of weed. <laughs> that's uh, good advice. I, I think it's solid advice, and I didn't mean that, like, as a as a douchebag thing to say, sorry if I'm not saying yeah, you word, did. but I, I, <laughs> that's okay. I, I didn't, no, I didn't, I, I wasn't trying to be hateful to the guy. No, I didn't think you were trying to be hateful, but it okay. definitely was a, um, it definitely is a spike in a cop, right? Kind, like kind of a backhanded, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's not a spike in a cop. It's a spike in somebody who thinks that because they're a member of the system, they're untouchable. And mm-hmm. I thought when I was walking around the desert with an, with an M4, I was untouchable. I turned myself in. I spent six months in jail. I spent six months in jail. Wow. I go to court. On what charges? So I go to court on terroristic threats, conspiracy to overthrow the government, and uh, <laughs> conspiracy to kill a cop. And my, wow. my lawyer comes in. My lawyer comes in with stuff to give you an idea of how far back this goes. Messages from MySpace where, he's, where this <laughs> same cop when we were in high school, was threatening to kill me in high school. Oh, my God. Wow. Brings all this evidence. They immediately, the DA immediately stopped. The next day, they bring me back into court, off the calendar, and they offer me a deal. And I said, if the deal's not, you give me a million dollars and let me kick this dude between the legs, the, the answer's no. <laughs> so, nice. So they... They go ahead and they they release me, but they release me on probation. Hmm. And so the state of Georgia is still in a state of emergency because of COVID. So I don't get a jury trial Hmm. because they're in a state of emergency. So I go to I go to the probation officer and they say, hey, you've got to sign these documents surrendering your rights as long as you're on probation. So you haven't even had a trial and they're putting you on probation. Yes, that's weird. The thing I'm just missing here, and and maybe it's just because it was COVID and they just didn't care, uh, but you're saying they dropped all these terrorist-related charges, and then you had to go to probation. There was never a trial for the disorderly conduct? He said there was a trial, but... There, he didn't get to have a jury trial. He just he had a trial where the judge was the jury and the judge. Oh, you had a bench trial. You had a bench trial. Yeah. Well, I requested a jury trial, but they told me I wasn't allowed to have one. Because it requ- it required violating social distancing orders, <laughs> and that wasn't something they were willing to do. Wow. But okay, yeah, so they convict. Just to clarify, they convicted you in a bench trial of so-called disorderly conduct, and was that the only conviction, or was there another charge? Um, that, and they tried to get me on public drunkenness, but that one fell through. Okay, so they only got you on disorderly, uh, a misdemeanor charge. And then they sent you to probation. Then the probation demanded a thousand dollars from you after they tried to get you to sign a bunch well, of stuff that you didn't want to so, sign. So first meeting, they violate me because I refuse to sign the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I get arrested. I go back in front of the judge. Second meeting, they violate me because I refuse to pay him. So the judge says, "Okay, 
Here's what we're going to do. You spent long enough in. There is no fine. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.